a counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply, then you, lovely person, are in the right place. Because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if it's your first visit, I'm really pleased that you found us. Now, I remember when I was a counsellor and things were going really well. I can remember that I had about 10 clients, which was about the number of clients that I wanted because at that time I was also working part-time and I was a single parent. So 10 was really perfect. It fitted in with all my other responsibilities. And to be honest, I felt pretty pleased with myself. And yeah, I thought everything was going fantastically. And then in the space of two weeks, everything changed. I had five clients stop coming to counselling through a mix of all, mixture of all sorts of different reasons that people stop. So natural ends, unexpected work changes, sometimes no explanation. And it absolutely floored me. I mean, can you imagine how that felt? I hope this hasn't happened to you, but <laughs> if it has, you'll know how I felt. It kind of, on a personal level, it really floored me because it's it made me start questioning myself and doubting myself. So was this my fault? Was it because I was just a rubbish counsellor? Was it something that I'd done wrong? Did this mean that I couldn't do it? My imposter syndrome basically had a field day because I really sort of went through it then. But also on a financial level, my income dropped substantially. So 50% basically. And this had a profound impact on me because it made me feel really insecure. And I can't cope with that. I need safety. I need security in my life. And I know that in life and in business, we can never be totally secure. I also need to do the best that I can do to bring as much safety and security into my life. Otherwise, it starts my anxiety off. And then if you've ever struggled with anxiety, you'll know that that's not a good place to be. So it was quite good that it happened in the long run, as these things tend to be, because if we can learn something from a bad experience, it means that then we grow and it means it le leaves us stronger in the long run. So although this had a really profound impact on me, it meant that I needed to change some things. It meant that I needed to reduce that insecurity and increase the chances of regular client inquiries and therefore getting regular new clients coming through to take over from when, when you know, other clients stopped coming. And it made me really understand the importance of constant and consistent marketing in order to really bring in those new client inquiries. So yeah, as with anything, I've talked about this before, haven't I? As with anything, when something really horrible happens, it's important, isn't it? After you've licked your wounds and had a little cry, it's important really to stop and think, right, what can I learn from this to protect myself going forward? Because the alternative is 
I can't do this. It's too hard. And you give up. And I don't want you to do that. And I'm not that sort of person. It's not very often I give up on things. So So have you heard of, you probably have, the feast and famine? So this is where in business, we start off by working really hard to attract new clients and we start seeing the benefits. So we start seeing new clients coming in and then what can happen, and this certainly happened with me, we can get a little bit complacent. And I think for me, I kind of assumed that once things started and the ball got rolling, basically, I thought that new clients would then keep on coming because word of mouth would start to take effect. So I started putting off or procrastinating my marketing activities. It didn't seem as important. I felt like it would all just kind of, it would all just kind of happen now. And this is a massive mistake. Because although it sounds counterintuitive to take time to do marketing when you're actually the most busy, it's really one of the most important times to do it. Because when it comes to marketing, so much of the marketing that we do and the marketing activities that we do relies on steady momentum. So that blog post that you write today, it might not bring you an actual paying client for a a while until the right person actually sees it. But producing content, so producing blog posts, producing social media, things like that, producing those things consistently will gradually increase your awareness in people's minds. So your website, your social media, your directory entry and all of the content, so the blogs, podcasts or videos, they all work together, feeding into each other and they increase your visibility and the know, like and trust factor. Now, if you don't know what the know, like and trust factor is, it's the fact that people buy from or use the services of people that they know, like and trust. So really, this is never more important than for something that's really personal, like counselling. You know, counselling, is there a more personal service that people can have than counselling? I'm sure there are. I'm sure a bikini waxer might have something a bit more personal, (laughs) a bit more personal going on. But it's a very personal service. So people want to know, like and trust the person that they're going to go to. So together, all of these things create a really powerful marketing tool. And once you've established them, you kind of just then have to maintain them to get the benefit. So once you get started, you get a system and you just keep going through the system, you know, rinse and repeat, really. And it's a little bit like growing tomatoes. If you've ever grown tomatoes, and I can't profess to be a gardener, but once you've sown a seed and it started to grow and then it starts making that lovely tomato smell and you've got those little yellow flowers on it, if you suddenly stop watering it, you're not going to get the fruit and you're going to have to start again right from scratch. And nobody wants to do that. So if during a feast time, so if the time when you have a regular stream of clients or the number of clients that you're happy with, if marketing at that time takes a back seat, your visibility and your impact starts to decrease. People start to forget who you were. People stop seeing you around. And that brings on the famine, the awful famine. And in that famine, you're going to start to feel that panic set in, that fear of 
not getting any new clients, which is awful. If you've ever been through this, I really sympathize. It's the most awful feeling. And you kind of start to do binge marketing, don't you? It's like, oh my God, I'm desperate now. I've got to go and do all the marketing things. And also it's times like this that you could feel tempted to do some sort of paid advertising, which could cost you quite a lot of money, which isn't necessarily the best thing that's best thing for you to do. So for example, I know sometimes when people are feeling a bit desperate, they think, right, I'll boost a Facebook post. But really, unless you know what you're doing, it's rarely going to get your new clients. So it could be a waste of your time. And I don't want you to waste any of your time. I don't want you to waste any of your money either. So it could also mean that you invest a lot of money with somebody that might not be the best fit to help you. So you might see somebody talking about, oh, what you need is SEO or what you need is, you know, this or that or the other. And you might think, right, I'm desperate to get clients. They say they can help me. And it, you could be tempted to go and get some help, which might not necessarily be the right thing for you to do, because that's what happens when we feel a bit desperate. So I don't really want that to happen to you. And the problem as well is if we're in this feast and famine, when you start getting new clients, as soon as the marketing then goes by the wayside again, the feast and the famine cycle will start to take hold. And you'll go through this, this, this horrible thing of either being busy and feeling happy with that or feeling desperate and desperate to find clients. So what are you supposed to do instead? Well, well, I'll tell you, and it's not very sexy. You know, it's not something that you're going to think, oh, fantastic, I'll do that. And you already know it probably. And the answer really is to prioritize your marketing because marketing is something that's not something that's nice to do, something that we do when we need new clients or something that we do when we find the time or if we find the time. No, marketing is your business. Marketing is how you get clients. If you don't do marketing, you don't get clients. Now, we've all been in Facebook groups where occasionally some counselor will come on and they'll say, well, I'm at capacity and it's all been word of mouth. I've got no website. I don't go on social media. I don't do anything. I say good for them. I think that's fantastic. I'm really pleased for them. But you know, when I was a single parent, when I was counselling, I needed some financial security in my life. So the fingers crossed method of marketing just wouldn't have worked for me. My anxiety would have been through the roof. So I prefer to stack the odds in my favour. So I would suggest that you take some time to work out which marketing is right for you and then start to do it consistently. So the first step is work out who your potential clients are. Now, I suggest having what I call a seedling niche. Now, this is this is something that I've devised to get all the benefits of a niche. So that is to attract more clients while still working with a wide variety of people and issues. I'm going to talk about the seedling niche in a future um, podcast. So I'll tell you all about it. I do talk about it in my book, the Grow Your Private Practice book. And of course, in the Grow Your Private Practice club, we talk about seedling niches a lot. So the first thing is to work out who are you really trying to attract? 
And the next thing is, it depends whether or not you've got a current website. If you do have a website, what I suggest you do is you tweak it to reflect your seedling niche. And then you'd start to grow a following on social media. But if you don't yet have a website, don't worry, you don't need a website to start attracting clients, okay? So if you don't have a website, pick a social media platform and start getting a following. Start connecting with people, start to get the know, like, and trust factor, and let people see that you are knowledgeable. And then you start doing things like producing blogs or content. So this could be blogs, it could be videos, it could be a podcast. And that's going to help your followers to really see how helpful you are, to really see that you know what you're talking about, all without saying that you're an expert. And if you worry a little bit about being an expert, you might want to take a listen to episode six, Do You Need to Be an Expert to Start Attracting Clients, where I talk about this idea of being an expert. So I recommend that you build your following steadily. And over time, you'll get kind of a system. You'll learn how to do it, learn how to do it well, and you'll learn how to do it in less time. So all of these things work together to become something really powerful over time that you can manage in a very time boundaried way. And once you get this system sorted, Basically, you just rinse and repeat. So I'm going to invite you to set some time aside specifically for marketing that you do whether you're full or whether you're not. Because if you take it seriously, then it's going to work for you. And you have to take your marketing seriously because it's the lifeblood of your business. So how can you find time or make more time in your busy life to enable you to do it? Well, (laughs) I've got just the thing for you because next week I'm going to be talking you through how to time block your diary. And this not only makes sure that you always have time to market your practice, it also shows you how to take control of your diary and make sure that you have a really good work-life balance and get those boundaries set up. Because as much as you love your work, it's really vital to get that balance there to protect you and look after you. Okay, so today we've looked at what feast and famine is and how it impacts both you and your business. And we've looked at prioritizing your marketing activities so they just become a part of your working life. We also looked at how taking control is going to vastly reduce the chances of going through that famine. And really, we're looking at making sure that you have a constant and consistent stream of clients making inquiries with you so that you never get to the point of that anxiety of wondering how you're going to get your next client. Okay, so that's it for this week. If you need some more help with this, this is literally what the Grow Your Private Practice Club is all about. We have the roadmap. And that helps you to go through all of these different things. We have the foundations course where we talk about we talk about boundaries, we talk about work-life balance, and we talk about the seedling niche. We also have the quick start course to get you going quickly without the need of a website. We have the social media made simple course all about how to use social media to attract clients. 
we also have the my website blueprint which tells you what you need on your website what you need on every page what you need to write and whether you're going to make your website yourself or whether you're going to have somebody else do it for you you're going to have an you're going to end up with a blueprint for your website and we also have the blogging with confidence course to help you to put together the content and all of these things from the roadmap section section of the grow your private practice club end up being this powerful process that you'll have that you can then get used to doing and it can end up being something that's very time bound and it doesn't take that long to do so come and join us it's uh, check us out at uh, growyourprivatepractice.co.uk or just drop me a line let me know if you've got any questions i'm quite happy to help so the best places to find me is over on instagram which is grow your private practice all lowercase no spaces and also on linkedin so just do a check on there for jane travis come and say hi it would be great to speak to you have a fantastic week and i look forward to seeing you again next week when i'm going to talk all about time blocking in your diary Have a fantastic time. Be good and speak soon. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe to the show. And while you're there, I'd love it if you could leave me a big, shiny five-star review. Bye.